evening to one and all and welcome to this uh, 12th episode of the PGC weekly podcast i'm your host saurabh khora and i'm a coursework officer on the postgraduate council uh, the postgraduate council is a student body that represents supports and advocates for all the postgraduate students so if you have got any questions or concerns please do reach out to us i would like to start the podcast series by acknowledging and paying my respects to the bidjigal and gadigal peoples the traditional custodians of the lands where each of our unsw campuses are located and all the aboriginal and torres strait islander elders past present and emerging and their communities who have shared and practiced their teachings over thousands of years we recognize the aboriginal and torres strait islander peoples ongoing leadership and contributions including to business education and industry So today we have got Mr. Kumar Arjha as our guest speaker. Kumar is the founder of Opportunities Australia which is providing opportunities to the people who needed the most. From free English technology marketing and trade lessons to employment. He is a self-motivated and passionate advertising and marketing executive with over 20 years of experience. And he has worked with brands like Citibank, Kmart, integral energy redison hotel and swiss hotel to name a few also let me just remind you that this podcast is not just about kumar and myself but it is for everyone who is either listening to us through zoom or facebook live or watching the recorded version of the same afterwards on the youtube would be happy to take any questions which are coming throughout the session even after the discussion is over We would also like to thank Kumar for helping us organize an exciting Opportunities Australia mentorship conclave during the postgraduate week in the last week of June. So the topic for today's podcast is a pretty interesting one uh, related to the opportunities provided by Opportunities Australia. And my first question is related to uh, your company itself Kumar as to how was it founded and what exactly uh, was the main motive an objective of uh, founding opportunities australia last year because i remember when i met you for the first time it was coincidentally uh, on a bushwalk and i didn't know that after 6 7 months you will be founding a company which actually caters to this key problem of finding jobs for the unemployment so would you like to share brief journey about how you started it absolutely thank you and before i begin i would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and pay my respect to elders past present and emerging um okay back to the question i have been seeing a lot of people suffering um you know in my network and outside of it anytime you hail a cab or you get food delivery etc you know goes without saying that plenty of uh, very well educated people refugee migrants in business international students etc who are very well qualified but they are you know there's a job mismatch there and they have to just do these kind of jobs in order to pay their bills um i have seen pain of several people so many people have gotten in touch um i have you know i have network full full of these people you know who are looking for work and who are looking for great opportunities and uh, based on that um you know i wanted to start this i wanted to connect with all the you know important uh, bigger contacts that i've had um all the partnership that we have created and all the talks that we have started with corporates as well so i thought you know several times um one of my greatest friends said that you start something you start something where you can be the bridge between the people who are looking for work who know a lot of things but because they don't know the right contacts they are suffering so i just you know i couldn't wait any longer and i saw plenty of people have lost their jobs or you know they were really suffering for various reasons at the time of covid so i thought you know no better but this covid time to start this and uh, try to ask um all the people um either to be mentors or to be brand partners community partners etc all of them to come together uh, so we can form this um, you know coalition of you know opportunities australia uh, where we try to help our people um, as much as possible so 
Um, you know, it's all it's all evolving right now. So it's been 13 months of uh, starting Opportunities Australia. Right now, we have a team of just over 70 people. So, which is great to have. Everyone is um, university educated. Um, a lot of senior uh, mentors in our team, the likes of VPs of Woolworths and Citibank, etc. Um, then the people who come from educational background as well. So those who have um, taught in universities or have run their own RTO, which is registered training organization, which is a couple of notch below universities. So they know the things. And, you know, these people, they have like 40, 50 years of experience under the belt working in the education field. So that gives me the confidence that all the courses that we structure, all the mentoring program that we get to deliver, um, this is going to be beneficial for the you know, the students, as well as anyone who is looking for some support to be job ready. So, yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a brief answer to that. Sure. Thank you so much, Kumar. Also focusing on a very important question, Kumar, that you have a lot of partnerships in the market. And I guess you also told me that you have recently partnered with Salesforce, which is the supplier of world's uh, first cloud-based CRM software mm -hmm. that is used by companies around the world. And they are providing access to their software and specialized training to help people so that they can develop marketable skills which are relevant in the employment market. Would you like to talk about partnerships, um, including the one that you have with Salesforce? Um, I have known the CEO of Salesforce, Pip Marlowe, for some years now. And uh, based on that relationship, I asked her in the beginning, um, can we start a relationship? And she said, okay, well, uh, we could start off with uh, the softwares the CRM software. And then um, recently we have gotten in touch, um, you know, back with PIP and then after she connected me with the foundation people and uh, they were very generous and they said, okay, we can open up um, all the Australia-wide roles for you. So right now it's 130 something roles. Um, and they have special, they have also connected us with uh, the person in equality. So equality in HR. So, which is, you know, probably the best person to be in touch with. So, you know, these people, they look after um, the equality of roles, the equality of dispersion of roles. So, you know, they make sure that, you know, people come from all the backgrounds in, uh, in these organizations. So, brilliant to have um, gotten in touch with um, those people in Salesforce. And, um, and right now, we are just uh, tweaking up our ad and just, you know, just fine-tuning some of the things before we go on social and we talk about that. And, um, and the job ranges from, you know, um, junior graduate roles to senior roles as well. So, you know, various range of roles, of course, um, as you would understand. Um, brilliant opportunity. That's the best opportunity of Opportunities Australia has gotten in uh, 13 months time uh, to get, uh, you know, 130 plus roles open from, you know, one of the largest uh, corporates. And uh, they have also promised to be able to introduce us to their partners as well. Uh, which would be brilliant. So we are really looking forward to uh, collaborating on this and be able to help out as many people as possible. Um, there might be people who won't be job ready, who won't be ready for these roles. So that's where our mentors come in handy, uh, who would be able to try to make these people job ready and be able to train people, you know, until they become um, that. And so we can take them to an entire journey of mentoring to making them job ready to be able to place them into a role, to be able to stay in touch with those people and be able to be called up, called upon um, whenever these people need our help, you know, in, in the years to come. Sure. There's a question from the audience on Zoom and they are asking me that is Opportunities Australia an NGO or for-profit organization? It is not for-profit. So yeah, in Australia, we term it as for-profit or not-for-profit. So it's an incorporated, not-for-profit organization. Uh, we have DGR status as well, which is very hard to get. Um, so deductible gift recipient status. Uh, so that's the highest status that a charity can get. And we have um, PBI status as well, which is, you know, um, which is a higher status as well. So benevolent, um, you know, reason. So that's the area we operate in. Yeah. Um, also, Kumar, uh... Coming back to my initial question of opportunities provided by the Opportunities Australia, it's a very uh, anxious time for a lot of students around uh, Sydney as well as around the world because of the anxiety and 
you know, circumstances created by lockdowns and COVID-19 situation coming into picture. So would you like to reflect uh, something on that part as well? There are so many people suffering out here. Um, I have been seeing this scenario for around two years now. Um, I, had, I did also partner up with some food charities in the past. Um, we ran food for people who were um, really suffering, international students and um, indigenous people and, you know, um, you know just the common Australian people. Um, so, yeah, I've seen that and plenty of people did also ask for uh, jobs as well. So while I was providing them food, I was doing a bit of a survey as, you know, who is uh, just happy with the food or who or they are actually motivated enough to get a job. And, uh, um, you know, I was surprised or you know, to see like in you know, a majority of people, they were looking for work, you know, they didn't want to just get um, a free meal and, uh, you know, continue getting that. So it was good to see. And, um, but at the same time, um, you know, it wasn't good to see that plenty of people were suffering and they had no jobs, etc. Plenty of international students, they had no jobs and they had university fees to pay. They had accommodation fees to pay and they had no support from the Australian government. Um, which made them in a, which put them in a very vulnerable situation. So that wasn't um, that wasn't comfortable at all. And um, and I tried to help out um, as many people as possible with the food then. And um, and I'm trying, you know, as quickly as possible to form um, as many corporate and uh, and other relationships, uh, so we can place, um, you know, all the clients that we have got. Um, you know, and, and of course, to make them job ready as well. So if those people can't be employed in, say, you know, say, for example, Salesforce or so, but, you know, these people, by the help of, you know, Salesforce and our team, you know, we make, we really make them job ready so they can go to another organizations as well. And perhaps we can take them, um, you know, to other partners of ours. So there are a few of them um, coming right now. I'm very happy to say that, um, uh, PricewaterhouseCooper and Ernst and Young, they have spoken to us this week. Um, so, which is, which is fantastic. And some more organizations too. So we have shared up proposal and, you know, they have really shown the interest. Um, some of the C-level executives have been talking to us um, and it's been a brilliant time. So, yeah. Also for the students listening to us, Kumar, uh, would you like to also tell when will these kind of opportunities be made public or in the social media and how can they access those opportunities? Um, as I mentioned earlier that uh, we are just tweaking the Salesforce ads right now. Uh, so it will be, it will be publicized in um, Opportunities Australia social media next week. I can't promise you what day, like by the end of next week, that would definitely be there. Uh, so as we speak, our HR people are working on that, HR and marketing team. And, um, and besides that, uh, we are in chats with organizations like Deloitte and some other uh, who are in the process of opening up some other roles. So uh, keep an eye on our social media, that's for sure. Um, we do have a relationship with Seek, uh, but we can only advertise pro bono roles. So whenever we are looking for volunteers, that's when we are allowed to do an ad on Seek but we can't talk about paid roles on there. Uh, so the only place uh, where you would be able to access jobs at this point in time would be, um, you know, would be on Opportunities Australia social media. But in future, we would put these ads, uh, you know, talk about jobs on our website as well. So we are working on that platform, which will take us some months to create where um, candidates would be able to uh, put in their CV as well directly over there and then be able to look for jobs on our website too. So that will take us some time to, to be able to create that uh, user experience. Yeah, thank you so much, Kumar, for that. One of the other qualities, Kumar, which I have really appreciated, and I've been telling you before as well, that um, you know this is something which we can learn from you as to how to become an effective negotiator and also, also to have great networking skills. And I think I asked you the same question when you attended the story of the growing startups as well, because that is a skill which is highly indispensable in current times. And you have been able to do that pretty well. So would you like to give some suggestions to the students as to how they can become an effective negotiator and also develop those key networking skills required in these environments? Be good enough that people won't ignore you. Be excellent. Um, so 
what I have done in my past years is I have tried to do as much uh, social work as possible so people could actually see who I am. And when you do things, you know, day in, day out, um, for example, I joined Winnie's, um, you know, team and I've done CEO Sleepout for seven years. So people were able to see that, you know, it's not that, um, you know, only recently that, uh, you know, I tried to become a social worker. So, so you know, like if you, if you continue to do that, you know, the, the kind of picture that you want to create. Um, so I'm trying to say is, um, okay, so you want a job, you want to get paid and, you know, you want to have success in your career. But what are you doing towards the society? That's the most important thing. And that's, I'm actually interested in that more being, you know, having running a charity right now. And even people work in the corporates. Why are corporates talking to me? Um, because I have shown that, shown them that I care for the communities, you know, which is very important. And they also want to care for the communities. So, as I said, you know, in order to in order to be a successful negotiator, you have to have the right qualities in your life uh, to be able to be, you know, like um, to be able to differentiate yourself. There are people out there, you know, who are very good at the trade. Someone might be a very good banker, right? And they might be able to have some clients or, you know, they might have a nine to five job um, and they might be working internally. So they won't have to negotiate with anybody and they won't have to. And, and you know, on the side, they haven't chosen to do any social work for the people. So perhaps if that person, you know, has an ask from, say, a CEO or, you know, any, any marketing person that, okay, do us a favor, well, you know, there would be a very slim chance for them to, you know, receive a favor because they haven't shown any, you know, any other, you know, aspect of their life. So what I suggest is, you know, do a bit of a social work, et cetera, to, you know, to put your skin into the game. I think, you know, as an international student, you know, you guys, you have come from overseas. Um, you're lucky to be able to, you know, live here, you know, enjoy the lifestyle, et cetera. Enjoying the lifestyle is good. Now it's time to give back to the community. So when you start to do that, when you start to join um, the likes of Marine Rescue and SES and, you know, um, other charities, et cetera, that's when you start to put your skin into the game and other people would look at you and would say, you know, good on you, mate. You know, you are actually um, doing something for the community. It's not just taking, but giving back, right? And then besides that, how do you become an efficient communicator? Um, negotiations. My first job was to do with negotiations. I, my first job, uh, whatever number of years ago, over 20 years ago, was working in a five-star hotel, marketing the products in New Delhi. Um, my first month was uh, pretty shit, you know, I didn't have many clients and I didn't get to do well, um, but I learned, um, you know, learned from a mistake, you know, communication, etc. cetera. Um, and I did, I did well enough within a couple of months time, I replaced the team leader who was there for 10 years, 10 long years, and within just a few months. I don't know what happened, what I learned, but, you know, I enjoyed communicating with people. I think one thing I would like to add in is you care for people. When you care for people, people do see that. That's the care I was talking to you about earlier as well in other ways. But when you're talking to a person, talking to a client or something, you know, like you've got to greet them with, you know, with great respect and don't treat them as commodity, right? You know, treat them as, you know, as a real human being um, and stay in touch and, and talk to them, you know, on, on, you know, on a regular basis or semi-regular basis, you know, perhaps. And, you know, don't forget to call them when you don't need anything from them, which I mentioned to you earlier as well, right? It's not about, you know, um, conversations are not always about when you need something. Call people, you know, and, and just have a chat. And, you know, I mean, let them, let them wonder, okay, what does he need from me? And, you know, just continue having a chat, continue asking questions about their life. It's not about you, it's about them. You know, people love to talk about themselves, right? Yeah. Ask them how their day was. Ask them, you know, um, what made them successful. You know, ask their story. Listen more, you know, and speak less. I think that's brilliant. Um, and show real interest in people. Um, and then show real interest in the communities as well. Don't push. Um, another thing I've learned is, you know, if you want something from people, let them know that, you know, this is something, I mean, 
it would be best if you if you just let them know indirectly uh, and you won't even have to ask directly and get them to offer you something that's the best communication um, an example i'm just thinking a lot here an example is you go to an apple store you fall in love with the product and you say i want that product apple customer service person doesn't impose the product to your face you play they let you play around with the product and they let you fall in love with the product and then you say i want the product and then you know they just you know happily hand over the product to you you know they, you tap on the card and all you know there's no even real financial transactions etc it's a very smooth transaction it's a very smooth great customer service um so so I repeat is, you know, try not to impose things on people. Let them know that this is what you're all about. Um, you can follow up. You can follow up in a couple of months um, time. These days, people are doing a lot of things. So, you know, um, people forget about things. You can follow up in a couple of months time in a very gentle way and, um, and see how you go. But um, if you continue going on about that, if you pester, then people would get annoyed and, uh, you know, yeah, so let them know a couple of times and that's it. Um, whenever people are ready, they will come back to you. Sure. I think, Kumar, you touched upon a very important concept of, uh, and the example of Apple, you know, the main objective uh, of me touching here is that they are focusing on this pull marketing tactic where mm -hmm. the customers are themselves attracted to the products and the service that they are providing. Mm -hmm. And the same kind of phenomena is also uh, working with your own personal brand when you are trying to develop it over LinkedIn and over social media these days. Mm -hmm. So, Would you like to comment on that as well? And as how can the students connect their personal brand to the opportunities available in the market and thus capitalize on each of those opportunities, which maybe people like you are offering them? Because there might be an opportunity in the market, but if you have not marketed your personal brand in the right way, you might not be able to capitalize on that opportunity. Yeah. I am trying to remember a quote that, you know, I mean, do the right things, even if no one is watching, right? So when you are on social media, everyone is watching you. So make sure you post the right things, make sure you like the right things, you talk about the right things. And, you know, when you do... So you, you are doing certain, you know, this is your thing, like you're liking, posting, you know, sharing things, et cetera. So this creates a trend. And, and people like myself, if, if I go around and, you know, try to set out the profile, I'll be able to have an understanding what kind of a person um, they are, right? So if, for example, I go to your profile, I'd be able to see you know, what's your activity like. So, you know, make sure that, you know, you are um, just doing the right things and, you know, that, that is going to make your brand. Um, and yeah, just, just keep on doing that. Repeat, which is very important, you know, like do repeat and, you know, come back and just, just do it again and keep on nourishing yourself too. Life is not about, another thing I've learned is, you know, what you get to showcase to the world today, you won't be able to do that next year. People would want more from you. And so, you know, in this competitive world that we live in, you have to develop, you have to improve yourself every year. So how do you improve? I mean, there are some great people nowadays, you know, information is so, you know, um, so widespread and, you know, there's so much knowledge out there for free, you know. I mean, we people, we came here as international students, paid tens of thousands of dollars, you know, in order to be educated. But actually, there's a lot of great information out there, which is for free. Um, on Facebook, there is a, a channel called Goldcast. Goldcast is very popular. I have seen some motivating uh, videos from there. Um, Besides that, there are plenty of great successful people like Oprah Winfrey, Deepak Chopra, Amy Cuddy, who is, um, who is a psychologist. Um, she teaches at Harvard. So human behavior, body language. Um, there are so many people out there. Um, another one, which I'm forgetting the name of, um, Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek is awesome. You know, so just some real conversations with Simon Sinek, some deep conversations. Um, so there are plenty of people who are doing their podcasts, et cetera, on a regular basis. And there's so much free information out there. And there are so many great people to learn from. But then there is so much information. There's too much information out there. So you need to be able to understand who to learn from. 
you know, these days, everyone, even like myself, here I am, I am talking to you, right? You know, so there are so many podcasts going on these days. So you have to choose the right people as to who you want to listen to. Um, and so you are going on the right track. Sure. Um, and also, Kumar, uh, I wanted to ask you another key question here is, uh, we already talked about the opportunities uh, which the uh, company is providing for the uh, students, but also in general to the larger community as well, the company has been doing a great uh, job by providing some courses on English language and other courses, and also general mentorship programs. So would you like to elaborate on the elements of those mentorship programs and uh, what is your target audience there? Uh, is it is it the general community or who exactly in, the, in that community are you targeting? We, we target three um, communities, in fact, more than that. Refugees, migrants, indigenous, women, um, international students, we help out as well. So, I mean, we would like to help everyone. We don't say no to people. Uh, when corporates, et cetera, you know, say, okay, well, give us your niche. Um, you, you can't be helping out everyone. So then, you know, our niche is that. Um, and uh, yeah, in partnership with organizations, like I mentioned, you know, Deloitte, Salesforce, and, um, and other organizations, Master and Homes, and, and so on. Uh, we are trying to reach out uh, to those committees, trying to help them out. But besides that, you know, I mean, um, here I am, I'm talking to you and, uh, you know, if I could, I would love to help other international students as well to, you know, get a job in the likes of Deloitte and Salesforce. Um, these companies, they do take um, interns and, um, and the graduate roles. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to help out um, as many graduates as possible. Sure. Um, and also, Kumar, last time when we met uh, on the session with the story of the growing startups, you touched based upon some of the key elements with the budding entrepreneur should have. Now, some of the students my, who, my, who are joining today uh, can be a future entrepreneurs. Somebody out of them can be a future entrepreneur. So would you like to guide them on what can be the skills they can develop to be an effective entrepreneur? Or if they are not thinking in that direction, uh, what what can make them think in that direction? Uh, being an entrepreneur is, you know, like it's a it's a big thing. Um, but some of the things I could think of, I mean, I have started my own ad agency before seven eight years ago. Then I started the second company of mine. Um, things that I can think of, thinking aloud here, would be people assistant, right? Um, you know, there are so many companies out there. Um, just taking example, I was an ad agency, right? So there are so many ad agency out there. Uh, why would they talk to you? You know, like you've got to have the charisma. If you are an entrepreneur, you've got to have the elevator pitch and you've got to be real. You've got to be a solid communicator. You've got to be a solid negotiator. Um, you've got to have a big smile. Um, you've got to be real as well. Um, and as I said to you, you've got to be caring too. You know, if you don't care, if you're just, you know, saying, hi, how are you? You know, this is where I have to sell and, you know, see you later. And, you know, if they sold to, if say, for example, you were lucky enough to actually sell them a product and that's it, you sold, you know, sign a contract, et cetera, and see you later and you never talk to them, perhaps you won't be able to retain that customer. So this is very important. You know, caring is utmost important. Um, persistence, you know, you might have had a chat with um, a brand, say, for example, you know, Deloitte. Um, maybe straight away they're not going to come to you, you know? So you had a chat with, say, CMO of Deloitte and, you know, they, they were respectful to you. They gave you a meeting for half an hour. You know, you had a meeting and they said, okay, well, you know, we'll keep your details on file um, because we are currently working with another organization um, and we will, you know, we'll notify you when, when there's a need. So, you know, you've got to be persistent in that case so you can follow up in someone's time and you can try to be nice to them in whichever way possible, you know, so they would remember you, they wouldn't forget about you. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember when I first, um, when, I fin when I finish up my ad, um, you know, master's in advertising course, and then I was looking for work in advertising and I spoke to um, then the CEO of um, Ogilvy, who now becomes, you know, a friend of mine, you know, who is on, you know, my social media, we get to meet and, you know, we chat like, 
And, you know, when I spoke to him, whatever, number of years ago, 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, um, he said, Kumar, be persistent, you know. Um, so the thing is, you know, he was a CEO. So, you know, there are so many people who'd be knocking on his door trying to connect with him and he wouldn't know. Um, it would be very difficult. So, you know, be persistent and, and continue going. And, and what happened is like, you know, in the past, whatever, you know, 10, 12 years time, I kept on trying to make myself better, right? And now when I, you know, only recently, whatever, two years ago, I think, you know, I went for a meeting and like, you know, he treated me like a man. So a lot of dimension, it, it completely transformed the dimension. You know, we were talking equally. I was no longer, you know, knocking on his door, you know, looking for work, something. So I, yeah, I, I changed myself over time. I was looking for work in advertising and then I started my own agency. I mean, one thing comes out of it is, you know, if, if you can't get an opportunity, create an opportunity for yourself, right? You know, That's no one opens a door for you. You, you create a door for yourself, you know? Um, in Australia, over 95% businesses are small businesses. What it means is you can start a small business and if you have the right intelligence to be able to deal with these people, um, you know, you would be successful. You've got to have the right price range too. So in terms of business, you know, you've got to really um, have the right price mark. Um, if you're selling yourself too low, well, you know, of course, you're not making that much profit. But if you're selling, you know, if the price is too high, then, you know, then you might not have some, you know, enough success. So price has to be good. You know, you have to be persistent. Um, you have to be a great negotiator. You have to be good at writing. I mean, you have to be excellent at writing. You also have to be excellent at reading the facial expressions, you know, body language. And that's when I was talking about Amy Cuddy. Amy Cuddy probably would be one of the best person to learn from. So I would definitely recommend watching Amy Cuddy's videos. Uh, besides that, you know, be less pushy. Um, also learn about the finances too, you know, like um, learn the exit strategy too. Um, you can only push a startup for say around two years time. Can't be just, you know, can't just keep on pushing, pushing, pushing and, you know, go on a verge of breaking down because, you know, like it can be bad. So, you know, give your startup two years and, yeah, try different ideas as well. Um, you know, even in that startup, if one idea doesn't work, you know, change that to another idea. Um, and keep the, keep the cost low. I was talking about that, costing. Um, when I started, I kept a lot of um, freelancers and contractors, um, which was great. You know, like, I mean, they were almost working as good as, you know, a part-timer or a full-timer. You know, whenever you have a job, bringing that freelancer and get to do the things. I have had teams of people, you know, graphic designers, video production, animation, etc. Um, I've had, you know, I have had foreign partnerships as well, Poland, England, etc. That was brilliant. And um, I didn't need to have an office. All I needed to do was partnership. Um, so try to have as many partnerships as possible. Befriend people in different fields, like, you know, whether it's law or accounting, etc. So when you need something done you know perhaps your friends can help you out sure um also you could have you know in terms of business building you could have a bit of a business model like i don't know how you'd like to share your business um share your profits um but you know you can go as high as 50 percent. i remember doing that you know so 50 percent of profit sharing with a bdm who i didn't hire on a salary so that worked out okay Sure. So these are some of the things I could think of. I think these are some great ideas, uh, you know, using freelancers, developing those key skills such as writing skills, reading skills, also being an effective listener in that sense. Um, also, you got to you got to do the market research, right? I mean, this, yeah, you've got to know what is happening in the market and, you know, try to find a gap, right? And when you have found the gap, work on that. Um, as they say, like build it and they will come. So try to fill in the gap um, with your great niche and yeah, people will come and buy from you. 
Sure. Uh, before I pass it on to our audience, uh, I see a lot of people have joined us on Zoom. So I'll give them an opportunity to turn on their video and ask you their questions directly. There is one question from a participant and he's asking that, how uh, should I create an NGO and what's the general process? Is there any registration process to get the official accreditation for that? Absolutely. You got to register your NGO, which is not for profit. Um, not-for-profit uh, through ACNC, Australian Charity Body. So you have to register that. Then uh, even before that, there's fair trading. So fair trading uh, registers your charity. Uh, you got to have an ABN and, you know, and, and all the other details as well. Then you go to ACNC, uh, where you register your charity with the Australian Charity Registration Body. And then try to get a DGR status, which is, you know, uh, deductible, deductible gift recipient status, which is the best uh, status possible. Uh, these are some of the registration that you got to go through. But uh, if anyone is struggling, I'm happy to help out. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, I'll now pass it on to the audience. So we have Noman, Rehab, Shubham and Vaishnavi as our audience today. Mm -hmm. If any one of you wants to ask any question, you can turn on your video and ask your question directly to Kumar. Anyone interested to ask the question? Hi, Kumar. Um, I have Vashnavi. bandwidth issues at the moment, so I wouldn't be able to turn on my camera. That's all right. Uh, uh, you, you spoke about how we can, we need to leverage our connections, right? from and make friends people from all the different backgrounds in uh, different industries and different sectors yeah but again the thing is that how easy it is to keep those connections like you cannot meet everyone or you cannot have conversation with everyone on a regular basis mm -hmm. as well so what do you think is an appropriate time frame that we should be able to connect with them uh, let's say two months or three months something like that what, what worked well for you? You've already answered it. There is no particular formula for that. But, you know, every two, three months, um, if, you, if you try to rekindle that, um, that's good enough. If you, if you didn't really require anything from them um, before that. So mm -hmm. to rekindle, you know, to stay in touch with people, you know, every couple of months, two months or something, if you are staying in touch, then, yeah, I mean the relationship survives. Absolutely. And that does, does answer my question as well. Because the thing is that I am a person, I have a lot of uh, people who I know, I have a lot of connections as well. But mm. I know that I'm not very good at keeping in uh, touch with people as well. It's not that I do not care about them or I don't do that. But it's just that I, with all the other things, I don't really take that as a priority. Relationship is the key, I must say. Um, there are, I mean, I am in touch with my friends. I am in touch with, um, you know, the working, you know, people like, you know, um, close friends and then out, you know, people who I work with. Um, I try. And um, another thing someone told me one day is like, Kumar, it feels like, I mean, I know you so well. And that was the first time I was meeting this person. Um, the reason being is um, I was posting things on social. So that was a person, a contact um, from LinkedIn. <laughs> and I met with this person after probably one year of being in contact, one or two years of being in contact. So that person asked me a couple of times. So I, I said, okay, I will meet you. Um, and this is what that person said. It's like, it felt like I know you very closely. Um, because, you know, like um, on a regular basis, I could see your post and I really enjoyed your post. Um, I could relate with you and, um, yeah, I wanted to meet with you. So if you are, you know, um, LinkedIn or Facebook, you know, you are posting meaningful content, which I was talking about before, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, just relevant to people, relevant to your, you know, contacts. Um, they would like that. So even though you are not talking, which is not so good, actually, you know, like we've got to communicate, you know, uh, communicate more often yes. but even though we are not communicating you know like as we are posting out something um, say for example you know you're a student you know you have graduated or you've been on a holiday you know something like that you know which is which is more of a personal level 
if you wanted to talk about professional level, you know, once again, you could say that, you know, you've graduated or you have, you know, done this pro bono work or, you know, you've gotten that award, you know, in some company, et cetera. There are so many things to talk about, right? And in that way, I continue to see your post, you know, like every month or two months, et cetera. And, and you remind me, you know, like you, you know, like you stay in touch, even though um, you are not completely. Hmm. But then if you actually do want to stay in touch with people, call them and, uh, you know, make up time to, to meet them, even though it's through Zoom or something. Um, yeah, make an effort. I, I must say, um, yeah, make an effort. If you really want to stay in touch, touch with people, if you really want to value, if you do value those people, um, make an effort. Because these days we are so distracted and we are not making enough efforts. We got so much going on. Even right now, I've got so much going on. But you know, like anytime I have an empty window, like I'm between meetings, half an hour or something, I just, you know, say call my sister or call my best friend, you know, like um, I, I rotate, you know, like who haven't I talked to? And, and vice versa as well, you know, people call me, you know, I mean, my phone rings every day. I, I, I just spend so much time um, on Zoom calls and phone. Um, people ring me, and if I'm too busy, I can't talk at that point in time. But, you know, I would call them probably in 24 to 48 hours. Absolutely. That's yeah. actually a very good point, um, Kumar, and thank you for that. Um, there's one thing that, uh, from my personal experience, what I do is that, like, even if I have not been in touch with uh, people for a long time, mm. but I do make sure that on their birthday, I'm the first one to wish them. That's, that's great. I, yeah, I try to do that too, but yeah, it is, it like is it very good. It doesn't work, uh, like it doesn't often work like that, but I, I get like, at least I remember that, okay, this is the person's birthday. That's one day that I do have to wish them. That's one way of me keeping in touch with them. Absolutely, which is very good. Um, I try to do that too. Maybe you'd be doing better than me. Um, but yeah, um, those people who are close to me, um, instead of just sending them a message on, you know, whatever social media platform that is, I try to make it more personal and I give them a call. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's really important to have a quality connection and retaining mm -hmm. those connections over a period of time, as just uh, pointed out by Kumar. One of the things that I have been doing regularly, Kumar, is whatever events I attend, be it online, be it face-to-face, -face, I generally follow up with those speakers of the events quite regularly in this, in the sense that whatever I have learned from that session, I share those learnings and then I try to link it with the journey that I've had in the past. So just sharing my example, mm -hmm. but I am sure that you will be hearing several other examples here on the zoom chat. And I would also request Vaishnavi, Noman, uh, even if you don't have any questions, just come forward and share whatever you have learned. And that is what we are here for. Hi, Saurabh. Hi, Kumar. Hello, so, um, building upon the previous question from Connections, like I arrived in February last year and we have hardly had a chance to go on campus. So in this online environment, other than LinkedIn, what are other sources to make some connections or meet some new people? That's a very good question. Um, have you joined Meetup yet? No. No? So Meetup is an American platform. So on that, there are so many clubs. So I did join Meetup um, over 10 years ago. Um, and there are so many things to do on Meetup, you know, whether you're interested in sports or going out or any sorts of activities, uh, you can find them there. Um, the day I joined, I joined 50 different groups. And, uh, you know, I mean, so many interests you have and you know just join them all and um, and see whatever events are good you can go and join them um, you don't need to organize things you can be an organizer too but you know like um, i like to organize things but it takes a lot of effort in order to do that you know you're organizing your your friends to come around so it, it takes a bit of an effort so whenever i mean i used to do that like you know last minute i open up the meetup app sunday morning that is i don't have anything in my calendar it's a beautiful day and then I open up Meetup. Okay, so what's happening, Meetup? What's happening, Sydney? And I open up and, you know, there are some bushwalk groups, et cetera, I've joined. And I see, okay, well, so now they are meeting up at 8.30 at Circular Key. 
and they are going, they are doing a walk from say Spit to Manly, right? Perfect, you know. One day, you know, whole day walk for five hours, whatever, you know, I have time. And last minute, I just join them. You can also plan things up too. And and here we are, we are talking about career. There are some organizations, they have meetup apps as well, like Atlassian or Deloitte, et cetera. You know, they, I mean, majority of these corporates, they have uh, meetup apps as well. Even Fishburners as well. Right now we are dealing with Fishburners too. And uh, they do they do organize events and, you know, some of these events, uh, you know, just, just um, get taken away. Like, you know, it gets full pretty quickly. So you can organize that in advance. You can see, okay, what are some of the upcoming events? And you can, you know, book your slot there and then attend that. Uh, so there is, you know, there's a lot to do, um, you know, besides, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, there would be so many clubs around, right? You know, in councils, there are things happening, you know, there, there are leisure centers, etc. Another thing is RTU, sorry, um, Lions Club. Lions Club, you know, um, they have different uh, groups happening, you know, they have several initiatives. So you can think of certain initiative and you can join them. Uh, besides that, I was also talking about charities, right? So if you are any, if you are charitable minded, there would be so many charities out there. Um, and there are different uh, purposes out there. You know, there are charities for, you know, animals. There are charities for food. There are charities for education. You know, there, there is so much happening. Um, so, you know, maybe some of those calls could relate to you. So you could join that as well. Um, local community centers as well. So, you know, try to find that out too. And, um, and then, you know, swimming pools or anything like that, you could join that too. So, yeah. So many options out there. Thank you so much. That there were many good points in there. I'll especially start with Meetup. Meetup is Meetup is excellent. You know, you could join that, and you could join probably a hundred group. You won't even have to do other things. You know, unless you want to go into you know another charitable things or something. There are so many things to find out. So yeah, I hope you enjoy that because I did. Thank you. Yeah. In fact. The first thing I did in Australia after landing in Australia was to join as many meetup groups as possible. And I think that's where I met Kumar as well. Mm -hmm. And we were going for a bushwalk from Spit to Manly. Uh -huh. like that was the first summer uh, I, had in, uh, I had in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I did the Spit to Manly, which got repeated three to four times after that as well. Uh, so, yeah. Any, any other questions from the audience here? Norman, do we have any question? Yeah, sure. Hi, sir. How are you going today? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for um, making this show. And thanks, Kumar. We are hearing from you. A great opportunity for us. Um, so, yeah. Just I uh, have a questions about, you mentioned about uh, the mentorship program for the graduates mm -hmm. uh, you guys are offering. I just want to um, know about more uh, what type of services you're giving them uh, for the graduates? So in terms of mentoring program, uh, we try to make people job ready. So okay. interview skills, resume writing, a uh, bit of other soft skills as well. Um, you know, nuances of communication as well as I was talking about body language, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, these mentors would talk about their career journey if that relates to the other people. So, you know, you could learn from their failures or, you know, some of the things that they talk about. Um, and yeah, having conversations about various things, whatever question people do have, you know, they can ask them. So, you know, if say, for example, you come from the field of IT and whatever questions you may have, um, you can ask um, these mentors. So yeah, mostly it's about making people job ready. And, um, Okay. And eventually we try to find people employment as well. That's what I was saying earlier. Okay. And how long this program ran for? Um, just, it's, it's a few weeks. So we don't have any set structure. Uh, with Fishburn as a program that we are going to run, this is for eight weeks now. So it varies between, you know, between the requirements. So, you know, people to people. So depending on the requirements, I've been part of UNSW's mentoring program and they have been um, having me for four weeks, you know, per student. So yeah, in that four week, we might have say eight sessions. So eight hours or so. 
And besides that, um, you know, in future, if people have any requirements, you know, of course they can, uh, you know, they can contact me. So I am there, you know, like friends for life or mentor for life um, whenever people have requirements. So, yeah, um, we are just trying to um, suss things out. We are are trying to see what works, what doesn't. So, you know, based on the requirement of people. Okay, thank you. No problem. Thank you so much, Noman, for your question. Um, we might take one more question if there is any. And if there is not, then uh, one more question from my side will be uh, for anybody who has joined late. Uh, what can be the three take uh, key takeaways from this session, Kumar? Be persistent. Um, be real, right? Um, be caring. Anything else I could think of? Um, Have a big smile, be, I guess. Big smile, indeed. Yeah. Um, be real. So yeah, definitely. Um, and be creative too. You know, I mean, um, I have seen lots of meetings around. You know, they, they call it a creative meeting or something, and you know, there isn't anything happening. So you got to be thinking outside the square. I love that Apple ad. I go back to the Apple ad, Apple brand again. Um, you know, it's, a, it's the crazy ad in which, you know, they, you know, they talk about Mahatma Gandhi and Albert Einstein and all, you know, like you've got to be, you've got to be thinking outside the square. Everyone out there, you know, they are delivering something. What's the unique proposition that you got to deliver? When you got your hand on something unique, you know, that's when you're, that's when you're talking, that's when you're making money, et cetera. So don't just be a follower, um, create your own niche, create your own path. Just a beautiful path that, you know, that would shine the light and that others could follow. Sure. Something different. Sure. Thank you so much, Kumar. Um, I really appreciate uh, you spending a lot of time today to guide the students and in fact mentor students on a lot of key skills uh, that you touch based upon such as being an effective negotiator, how to network on LinkedIn, how to network in general outside of LinkedIn and those key tips that you have shared with them such as attending the meetups, attending all kinds of community events. I'm sure that each one of us has taken at least one to two key tips take uh, takeaways from this session and i'm sure they are going to apply it ahead in their life um, with this we essentially come to an end to our 12th pgc weekly podcast and i would like to thank you kumar for taking your valuable time for this podcast and everybody who has joined us today through zoom or facebook live or listening to us uh, to this recorded version of uh, this same episode on youtube afterwards I really hope to see you all in our future sessions as well. So uh, in the next weeks, we are having some sessions on how to in- enhance your employability skills. And the next week, we'll be uh, inviting our former PGC counselor, Vinti Vasundra Agarwal, who is presently working in Outcome.life. And after that, we also have an interesting episode on um, for the woman uh, related to the traumas faced by the women in Afghanistan at the moment where we have invited the founder of the Afghan Women on the Move, Mariam Popal Zahid, and also uh, some ambassadors from Afghanistan in that episode. So please uh, feel free to attend those sessions. And uh, I'm sure that these sessions will be benefiting you. If you have any feedback or suggestions, uh, you can give it to me. But for now, it's goodbye from my side and Kumar's side. And have a good evening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you very much, Sarvan Kumar. Thank you, Kumar.